It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. This is Cruise Radio. Now more than ever, you should consider trip insurance for any kind of trip you take, not just cruises. Get a free quote at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio, the very last episode of 2021. Yes, another year going behind us here. So uh, the next time we talk will be, what, next year? Yeah. Unless you watch Cruise Radio News, that's every day, Monday through Friday. You'll hear me tomorrow, the next day, and the next day probably. So uh, with that said, over the summer, Sheldon took a seven-night cruise out of Greece on Celebrity Apex, and he joins us on the line to talk all about it. Hey, Sheldon. Hey, Doug. How's it going? Good, my friend. So I'm excited to talk all about this because uh, you ventured over to the Mediterranean to Europe uh, during a time when a lot of people were skeptical about going over there. So I want to take a couple of steps back here before we get to the ship and just get some pre-cruise thoughts. Like what made you want to take this six night cruise 3000 miles from home? In the middle of a pandemic. Right. Might might I add. Uh, So, hey, everybody. Uh, So my uh, husband and I are members of the Blue Chip Club. And for those of you who don't know, that's the onboard casino loyalty program. And we received an offer early in the year about the springtime that was just too good to pass up. So it was a great offer. And uh, we played on our first celebrity cruise, which was the reflection in the Caribbean and, uh, and got a bounce back offer, if you will, with the blue chip club. And uh, we said, why not? And we uh, bought our tickets and uh, flew to Athens to get on this cruise. How was it with the protocols and like, was there a lot of extra steps to actually make this happen? Not necessarily. Uh, of course, the minimum requirements were a vaccination. Uh, you had to have the vaccine and they randomly tested us when we arrived in Athens. Uh, we got, I was the one who was picked uh, for a rapid test. We got to the hotel, no major restrictions, of course, besides showing the COVID cards. And then, of course, there were all the other details of uh, on embarkation, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So you make your way over there and you go to the port to embark Celebrity Apex. How was the embarkation? Um, is it much different? Like your last Celebrity Cruise, where did you embark from? Miami. Okay. So how different was it embarking over in Athens against Miami? Different. Uh, they don't have the fancy uh, terminals, if you will. Uh, like they have in Miami. I know uh, I haven't been since they built the beautiful new uh, terminals, I think for Nor- Norwegian and Royal Caribbean. Mm-hmm. But really, the port town is not actually in center city Athens. It's in a place called, I think it's Piraeus is how you pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, so it's about 20 minute cab ride or drive from, from center city of, of Athens. And for this departure at the time, there was the Celebrity Apex which was like a phoenix rising from the ash in the middle of Athens, just <laughs> because it's uh, very colorful and new and big. But there was also, a, I believe it was a princess or one of those smaller cruises also out at the same time. Like I said, there isn't the big infrastructure like it is in Miami. Uh, so we took our car, 
got it, uh, went to the, the specific uh, gate, if you will. And we got out of the car and they had set up, I, I guess you could call them temporary tents in which they would do the pre-COVID screening, uh, take your bags, do the pre-COVID screening. And then I think I heard this on a few other uh, interviews in which you just sit in a waiting room Mm -hmm. uh, with air conditioning and you wait for your number to show up on the screen and then you're invited to go on board. Very nice. I would like to just give one little uh, plug here. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the number of people on the cruise and that will kind of dictate this whole experience sure. for, for your listeners 400 people wow okay for, so this is like one of the first ship of yeah like thousands yeah yeah so wow that's so uh, with that curb to ship i would say it was 30 minutes max. okay gotcha well wow, 400 people that, that must have been well yeah it was in july so they just started sailing over there in june so it was one of the first few sailings i guess out of uh out of athens yeah. very cool yeah it was the third actual official sailing for the apex gotcha so you make your way on board Apex. What were your first impressions of the ship? I probably, like many of your listeners, have uh, had scoured YouTube and pretty much watched every walkthrough mm-hmm. of the Edge at the time uh, because there weren't actually many videos for the Apex because it was so new. First impression is, wow, it is a beautiful ship and celebrity really does take it just a notch above in which with the art, the design of it, all of the restaurants and dining, and it was just, it's a beautiful ship. And I know that for some of your listeners, some may not choose Celebrity because it was a little bit more expensive than the core brands like Royal Caribbean, Norwegian, or Carnival. But that little bit of extra money is well spent because of the value you get. And of course, the overall experience on the ship was, was amazing. Before we get into too much detail, I just want to just share a funny note about our embarkation. So mm-hmm. because there were so few people on board, the ship actually waited uh, four extra hours in Athens because a couple had some travel delays and they actually waited for the two people wow. to uh, get on the ship before they left. And that's just that little extra touch that, you know, they're trying to really go above and beyond for these first time cruising yeah. post pandemic. So I thought that was nice of them. You were mentioning, uh, obviously, you know, a little, little more of a premium price tag than your mass market lines with Celebrity. But Celebrity, if I understand this correctly, now includes is it the drinks uh, in the fair yes they include uh drinks wi-fi and i think specialty dining mm-hmm. the drink package was the basic premium package I, I don't know all the names all the marketing terms kind of get messed yeah. up uh, get used <laughs> in my head but it was the base free beverage package mm-hmm. and we were at my favorite spot on the ship uh, the martini bar in the Grand Plaza. Yeah. And they offered some sort of upgrade while we were sitting there. And we ended up getting an upgrade to the second highest uh, beverage package, which I think was well worth it because we didn't, uh, it included uh, all the martinis at the martini bar. And that also included Cafe Al Bacchio, I believe mm-hmm. it was what it's called, which is the coffee shop on board. Nice. Uh, so that was a good value that we felt like we went ahead and purchased while we were at the bar itself. Nice. You make your way to your stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you book and how was it? The Celebrity Apex, just like all the other Edge class ships, have um, the veranda staterooms. They're called infinite verandas. And that was the, the class category that we uh, had. In regards to the room itself and the infinite veranda, I would say that it's more of probably a marketing thing, if anything, because it does make the feel room feel bigger because you have the window that you press a button on the uh, side and it actually lowers and 
seems like a true um, balcony, if you will. Uh, the shower and the bathroom are beautiful, larger than normal. And I would say that uh, Celebrity, based on prior experiences and also on other cruise lines, Celebrity has the best beds at sea. And they're the most comfortable. Uh, and we we slept like babies, as everyone does uh-huh. uh, on, on the cruise ships. Yeah, for sure. Now, with your infinite veranda, your balcony there... So it's like a car window, right? Basically, you kind of push the button and the top part of the window rolls down to about midsection, about 48 inches above you. Yeah, it's a a floor to ceiling window. Mm -hmm. Halfway, it cuts off at the top. It also has a a room darkener as well so that you can get full full darkness. Mm -hmm. We have a cruise coming up in January with the traditional balcony. We're looking forward to that as well. Uh, just because when you have the traditional balcony, there is a little bit more breeze and, and air coming in. But um, it was a lovely room, and that wouldn't be a deal breaker as to whether or not I would um, select the ship by yeah, any means. For sure. Uh, let's talk about dining on this six-night cruise you did. And we'll start at the Ocean View Cafe, which is their buffet area. How were the protocols and everything up there being one of the first few cruises back? So this was in July, uh, and the COVID protocols were you could not serve yourself. So there was a, the attendance behind each of the stations, and they would serve uh, you with whatever food you want. And uh, I do have to say that you know, this is, again, a premium line, if you will, or a step above the uh, mass market line. So the extra fare that you do pay definitely goes into the food and, and beverage. And Buffet had great food and great, great selection, as most of the cruises do with the different uh, regions, the fresh pizza, uh, and of course, all the other options that, that you would want. What did you think about the pizza on board? My husband, he's a, a South Jersey Italian, so uh-huh. he loves a margarita pizza. And I believe that was open almost 24 hours or to the <laughs> hours that it matters, I think till like 2 a.m. Yeah. Uh, so you could always get a piece of pizza. And then the, the nice part about this ship is that it has a dining area on the back of the ship off the, the buffet. So you can go outside and get some fresh air. And then and you can also take the steps up to the uh, Sunset Bar. And for those people that know Celebrity, they know that the Sunset Bar is a nice perk of the ship. Yeah, for uh, sure. And a lot of people love it. Well, how about the uh, main dining room? What time dining did you have? And how was the experience there? Like, were you sitting with other people or were the tables like just couples and or party sitting spaced apart? We are... Not really big main dining room fans. Uh, we did go to one on the ship, and that was Tuscan. Celebrity markets the main dining rooms as four different restaurants. Mm-hmm. The core menu options are pretty much the same, except for two of the three options, uh, two of the three entrees. So Tuscan, it was a uh, Italian theme, so they had more Italian centric entrees. In regards to seating, uh, because the the capacity of the ship was so low. Uh, they had just normal, normal, normal seating, and uh, we were not uh, set at tables with other people uh, just because that wasn't necessary. And then, of course, back to the the beauty of this ship, uh, the main dining room's decorations and decor is amazing. Tuscan had they went so far with the Tuscan dining room to put, I believe, it was a fresh daisy on each table, and it was just that extra touch that really makes it uh, above the rest. It also it kind of feels like walking around, you know, walking through Apex, like even when you walk into the main atrium or the, the other four dining rooms, it really doesn't, you don't feel like, aside from the big porthole windows, you don't really feel like you're on a cruise ship. You feel like you're in an upscale hotel. I would definitely use that comparison. Definitely an upscale, almost upscale boutique hotel, if yep. you will. Yeah. Uh, just because of the, um, the art installations, uh-huh. uh, specifically throughout the ship. 
And uh, there's a really cool art installation uh, as you go to the back of the ship near Eden, which is a um, experiential dining that we did try. Uh, and um, really cool art installations in there. And Eden is a great place if you want to find that uh, quiet spot to just rest at the beginning of the day uh, before all the entertainment and, and dining opens. We did go to Eden uh, as one of our specialty dinings. And uh, we definitely believe that it was the highest quality meal we've ever had on a cruise ship. And we think that's because they actually have a dedicated kitchen in which they're not sourcing any entrees or meals off the main uh, kitchen. And so you can actually watch the staff uh, prepare prepare the meal. And I highly recommend if you're going to choose specialty dining on Apex or even I think Edge or, or beyond, they all have it. Try Eden uh, for one night. Did you have the apple at the end? We did not get the apple at the end. We were stuffed because we got all the other entrees. <laughs> gotcha. uh, uh, so um, next time. Next time. So you ate at Eden as your specialty. Uh, which other ones did you go to? We did Raw on Five. Uh, Raw on Five is the sushi Asian place. Uh, really fun uh, experience. And again, the service that just goes above and beyond that you don't always get on the other lines is uh, we stopped by earlier in the day and talked to the hostess and asked her if they had Philly rolls. And mm-hmm. they said, no, they don't carry cream cheese, but they will make it happen. And, and so we booked for the evening and then we found out that they actually sourced the cream cheese from the main kitchen and made us some Philly rolls. Uh, nice. And it was a nice moment because it was a uh, we got a window seat uh, overlooking the caldera and the night views of Santorini that night. So it was a really good restaurant. Uh, and then the other uh, specialty dining we did was the steakhouse. I don't know the name of it. I can't recall what it was, but it met expectations. Um, if you like a steakhouse, then go to the steakhouse. Uh, but it did not. Uh, we didn't have any wow factors, but it was good. Yeah. One one thing I noticed about the steakhouse, and I don't know what time you dined there, but did you notice the bleed through when they were doing like the kind of the song and dance in the main atrium there? It kind of bled through into the steakhouse. So we actually requested a seat in the steakhouse on mm-hmm. the Grand Plaza side so okay. that we could watch the activity okay, and people gotcha. launch. Gotcha. And I, I think the the live music was always nice because they would always have a person playing piano or um I think Brianne Drake was the, um, the the soloist that was singing at the time, or mm-hmm. there was a small blues band that would sing. So you would hear that throughout the day, and that was great. But the song and dance I assume you're referring to is the bartending song and dance. And you'll see this on social media. And I know Captain Kate from yeah. The Edge also posted a couple times where they um, the bartenders will do a choreographed dance and juggle uh, bottles and things like that. And it's choreographed to to music. And then the music is choreographed with the big LED Grand Plaza chandelier. Uh, so I think one of the songs I remember was Edge of Glory, which was pretty interesting. And then uh, The Greatest Show from mm-hmm. The Greatest Showman. I think mm-hmm. that was a movie a while back, but it did bleed in. So if you wanted a really quiet restaurant, probably Steakhouse wouldn't be, be your, your pick. But again, we, we love people watching and watching all the activity. So you did the Steakhouse, Eden, Raw, any other specialty restaurants? Uh, no, we didn't. We were not suite members or members of the retreat, so we couldn't didn't try Blue, and then of course we could not try uh, the retreat uh, restaurant, which I think is Luminae Luminae uh, mm-hmm. either. Did you uh, heard great to, things about it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Did you get to go to the place um, right there in Eden, like kind of like the little Panera back there? I'm not too sure about that, but that is where we ate our meal on the um, very bottom. Okay, no, so the, um, so on Eden before you go downstairs. On the, if you're walking into Eden on the far left, there's a little cafe. I think it's called the Eden Cafe, actually, not Panera. 
but they serve like the soups, the hot sandwiches and salads and things like that. It just reminds me of a Panera, but you may have not even paid attention to it, maybe. You know, I didn't notice it. Okay. And I did notice that I think because of the volume, they they had everything open, but I didn't actually see that. I I knew the bar was there, but I didn't know Mm -hmm. there was a cafe there. Maybe it was just the wrong time um, that that we had gone down there. All right. Let's talk about the entertainment on the six night cruise. How was it? We did not expect the entertainment to be such a high quality on this ship. Wow, okay. And and we think that, you know, Celebrity doesn't have the branded Broadway shows like Norwegian does and the other other cruise lines do. And I, I think it shows because they put the money into and those resources into the talent and the variety of talent. We did see a couple of shows. Uh, we saw the Tree of Life shows, which was amazing. It's this giant uh, LED tree with the huge LED screen behind it. And it, it just gives us little vignettes of romance and love and life events through the seasons of the year. Uh, we also saw uh, the violinist, uh, which is amazing. She was, I believe, from a um, Eastern European country. And uh, it was just a full hour dedicated to her with a backup orchestra playing the, the violin. And again, you don't always get that on the other lines, but this was just high quality uh, shows. We did go to uh, the club and, and saw Caravan. Uh, Caravan, I, I hate saying this, but it's kind of like a Cirque-style show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's a few other lines with it. A beauty of this one is that it is complimentary, and they do it a couple times during the cruise. And it was so good that we watched it <laughs> twice, nice. uh, first day, and then, of course, the last day as well. Um, the, the, the athleticism of these uh, performers was the best we've ever seen. So I probably know the answer to this next question, but because it's a tradition and it's asked every single week, I want to know what it was like on the sea days as far as crowds and congestion or the not so congestion. Well, you know, there, there was no congestion <laughs> right. or crowds. I do think, though, once the ship is at full capacity, the pool deck may get crowded. And, and the reason why I say that is there was a large pool but singular pool in the in the main deck. And with 400 people, I mean, there were no more than, you know, 10 people at a pool at the time. So mm-hmm. we were able to hang out there all day. But I think if it were full capacity, the pool may, may get a little crowded. And that's where the benefits of maybe being in the tr- retreat would pay off. And of course, there's always the uh, the, the celebrity standard of solarium that you can go find some, some refuge. Uh, there are no like kids style activities. It's yeah. mostly all adult oriented. What kind of a sea day people are y'all? I mean, are y'all sun seekers or are you trying to find refuge from the sun somewhere? We actually do a thermal suite for a couple hours each, mm-hmm. each uh, on our sea days. And I know uh, you are a fan and uh, yeah. we did listen to uh, a prior interview uh, where you expressed your love for the, uh, the heated loungers. Oh, yeah. And if there's one thing that I would want to critique on this ship is the heated loungers on this ship were not stone or tile. They were plastic and it didn't have the same effect Mm. that a stone warm lounger had. And for those of you that have never tried it, you probably won't realize what we're talking about. Those of you that know what we're saying and know what I'm saying is it makes a big difference and it made a big difference. And that would be the one, one critique that I would give. Uh, We did book or I booked a massage and uh, it was overlooking the Mediterranean. It was lovely as well. Nice. And if you've never booked a thermal suite, I would say you'd probably agree, Sheldon, tr- at least try it one time. You might be changed. Yeah, you can always do a one one day, uh, specifically what we did, just knowing that the ship wasn't very full. So we didn't mm-hmm. need it for it to find refuge, if you will, from a bunch of crowds. But yeah. uh, for an upcoming cruise and the uh, 
uh, in the Caribbean next month, we have booked the full week just so we have it to uh, get some refuge. And then I think rounding up the rest of the fitness center, fitness center is beautiful. It's uh, like they all are on the ships. Uh, One unique thing that I did see on this ship that most ships don't have is branded fitness classes. Mm -hmm. Uh, they had a branded spin studio, and I am blanking on the name. Peloton. But they did have. I do. What did you say? Was it Peloton? I think so. Yeah, I think that was. I, it. I feel like I would remember if it was Peloton. But anyways, it's branded and co-branded with with the cruise line, and they also had a F forty five fitness studio. And F45 is a fitness studio <laughs> being led by uh, Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. or promoted by Mark Wahlberg. And it's out of Australia. And so they opened up or they're opening up across the country. And I was a member of F45 at the time. So I did do one class of F45 and uh, it was pretty cool um, being able to do a, a really instructor led class um, on the ship. And I think that's a that's a good highlight of the Slumberg Apex Fitness Centers. I'm just looking it up here while you're speaking. It, it is Peloton. They have a partnership okay. with Peloton for their uh, spin classes, it says here on their site. So yeah, that's... Um, have you ever done Peloton? I never have. I have never done Peloton. Yeah. I've only done the app mm-hmm. uh, during the great lockdown of 2020. Right, yeah. Um, but I hear great things about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like people who do it are hardcore into it. And they want you to do it too, Absolutely. it seems like. Um, so let's talk about the ports of call you hit on the six-night cruise. What we'll do here is give us the port of call, give us a highlight, and then we'll move to the next one. All right. So four ports, uh, starting with our first one, which is Cyprus, Cyprus or Limassol, Cyprus. If you don't know about this country, it's not Greece. It's its own country. It's on the eastern side of the Mediterranean near Turkey. Uh, we did a eco tour in which we did a hike through the forest and saw a beautiful waterfall and included lunch at a local home. Uh, the hike wasn't too bad. It was downhill hill the entire way. And then uh, uh, we learned a lot about the uh, country itself uh, on the shuttle to and from the hike about its very adverse relationship with Turkey, which uh, if you know a lot about the, the history of that country, you'll, you'll know a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, now. And then we moved to Rhodes. Uh, so these were four days, no sea days in between. So Cyprus, then Rhodes. Uh, Rhodes is the uh, Greek island with the medieval town. We did walk around the town and then did the tour of the palace of the Grand Master to see the mosaics. Mm-hmm. And we took a cab to the beach and spent a few hours there. And then we did go back to the ship a little earlier than we normally do because it was so empty and we could just enjoy the ship and treat it like our private yacht, if you will. Nice. And your next port of call? And the next one was Santorini. Uh, in Santorini, of course, what do you do in Santorini? You go to Ia to see the blue-capped uh, houses and the white, excuse me, blue-capped buildings and the white buildings. Uh, we rented a little 4 by 4 style Jeep and mm-hmm. drove to Ia. And then we did a tour on the island. Uh, there is one note for a pro tip is that the ship did leave at 9.30 p.m. So that was enough time for sunset. But sunset was at 8.30. Uh And I know the beautiful sunset is actually on Ia, which is about 40-minute travel time from Ia to the cruise port. And we didn't want to chance it. So we actually came back to the ship and saw the sunset of the caldera on the ship itself. Very cool. And the last one, Mykonos, the the beach club uh, paradise. Uh, We did walk around the the streets and saw the uh, windmills. And we took a cab to the Jackio Beach Club. It is small, so make sure if you're going to do a beach club for the day, you can rent your beach bed in advance. Uh, the cruise line also offered a, a similar experience at a different beach club. We decided to go on our own so we could do it at our own pace. Nice. 
You said you say Jackie O. Like is that like Jackie Onassis? Yes. Okay. Yes, because uh, I believe. Her, well, actually, fun fact: uh, her dad, I believe, isn't the Onassis name. He donated a bunch of money to the Art Institute, and there's an Onassis uh, Art Institute in Athens. That's uh, right. You know, from the Greek Greek history. Yeah, he was. Uh, I think uh, he owned like Greek, um, like a Greek shipping company or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Very cool. So you make your way back on board and back to Piraeus, the port for Athens. Um, how was your disembarkation? Disembarkation was easy. It was very early, and I believe it's just because they had so much cleaning and things to do to flip the ship, if you will. Uh, we had to be the the latest time you could actually be on the ship was 9 a.m., which was very early compared to the other lines. So uh, we waited as long as we could until the room attendant knocked on our door and <laughs> said, time to go. And so we did the walk off uh, and we were off uh, at the curb in about 10 minutes. And that was where our driver uh, had us to uh, drive us back to our hotel uh, before we flew out the next day. Is the transportation something you prearranged or were there like just cabs there when you get off in Prius? There were cabs. We just, I, I like knowing my details sure. and I like having it all booked and ready. So I, I do book through some of the um, uh, ser- car services that you can find online in the towns. It just takes a little less anxiety out of the, the experience. Yeah, for sure. So do you have any first time tips to offer anyone either sailing Celebrity Apex or doing their first med cruise? A couple of first time tips for uh, the Apex is definitely check out the entertainment. Uh, again, we were under the pretense that the entertainment was going to be like the other mass market lines. And we were definitely wrong and wish we had done a little bit more research ahead of time to make sure we saw every single show that was available. And again, you may be paying a little bit more than the core brands of NCL, Royal or Carnival, but you end up with a higher quality food, entertainment, and of course, the room quality as well. Yeah, for sure. Looking back, what was your biggest highlight of this cruise? I think this will be a once in a lifetime experience of essentially having our own private mm-hmm. cruise ship in the Mediterranean. Yeah. Uh, Santorini, of course, is beautiful, but I, I don't think we'll ever be able to repeat this again with such low occupancy. Uh, but the being on a new ship was really cool. And I see why people always uh, try and be on the newest and best just because it's fresh and uh, it's exciting. In closing here, your final thoughts of Celebrity Apex. Celebrity Apex was a beautiful ship. Service was impeccable. And uh, we actually have one booked in 2023 to go back to the Met. Very cool. I've been talking with Sheldon about his six-night cruise aboard Celebrity Apex over the summer through Greece. Sheldon, thank you so much for coming on and offering your review. And feel free to drop me a line and uh, let's talk more cruise in the future. Sounds good. Thanks, everyone. and hope you have a happy holiday and new year. Have a question or a comment for the show? Yeah! Send an email or voice memo to Doug at CruiseRadio.net. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. 
How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.